Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, July 21st. It is hot as all. Are we in the, I hope this is the hottest it can get. Like, I hope it's the hottest part of, part of summer. Yeah, I was, I was working out on, um, I was outside working out yesterday morning at 9.30, and too I late. was pouring sweat. That's too late in the day. Yeah, it was like 98 degrees. Yeah, that's that's tough. I'm ready. I don't hate summer by any means, um, but man, this is crazy. Yeah, like I, I thought thought about going to the pool today, but I was like, I think it's too hot. Yeah, <laughs> and it. I think yeah, Saturday we we're gonna go to the pool, and we're like, I don't really want to sit out in that. Uh, it's, I believe it's too hot for that. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, maybe, but you got to be in the water the whole time, <clears throat> and. That's like that's your only option. Once you get out, it is, Hot. it's miserable. So yeah, I'm not. And you're burnt. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna get burnt. <laughs> There's no doubt. I I came across the picture that you sent me of you maybe at the beach, and you were completely like burnt. How long ago was that? It was a couple years ago. Oh yeah yeah. So like on time hop. Yeah yeah. Because I was in. Uh, that was when we went to like no we didn't go to Disney went to Legoland a bunch of stuff near Disney <clears throat> that year yeah I know one time I got I don't even remember, like I guess we were just outside all day I don't think I laid out or fell asleep I think I just was outside all day yeah no that was bad I forgot about that I felt thank your you pain. for the reminder Whew. I felt your pain I remember that now that yeah. was bad I think that was the time that was the same trip I believe that we built the uh, we built Neyland Stadium and it looked pretty sweet I yeah, I remember that it's pretty sweet a lot of people hated on me for that for some reason I don't special shout out because I'll get in trouble if I don't um. Special shout out to my wife. It oh, is her birthday. Today's today. her birthday. Oh my god! I walked in the door and forgot to tell her. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble now. Whoops. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Raven. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you when I get out of here too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> before we jump into the episode, I want to tell you guys about my friends at my bookie. It's hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game on August 1st, and soon we'll have regular season NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right. I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is exploding in popularity. If you want to get in on the action, the trusted company that's been in the business for years, MyBookie is the place for you. With an easy, no-hassle mobile site, 24-7 customer service, and bets on every sport and prop imaginable, MyBookie provides a fun, safe betting experience. Maybe you think Drew Brees and the Saints get their revenge for the terrible blown call in last year's NFC Championship, or maybe you think Tom Brady and the Patriots win an unbelievable 7th Super Bowl. Why not make money when your predictions come true? And if you deposit today, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's right. You put in $100, they'll give you $50. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you some money. So go to mybookie.ag and sign up today with promo code ISSUE. It's promo code ISSUE, I-S-S-U-E. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Go check them out, guys. Go do it. Go win you some money. Go win me some money if you want. We can We can get in on some action together. If you'd like that. I mean, we don't have to, but if you want to, I'm down. So. You're up right now, right? You still up? I'm currently, um, yes, I'm currently up if we're counting just 2019. Okay. So, which I am, so. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, jumping into a oh, fun episode. Whew, I'm definitely getting old. That that hurt to bend over a little bit. Um, jumping into a fun episode. When you get up, do you make a noise? Yeah, I think it helps you get up. Like, I think it helps that pain a little bit if you make some noise. Yeah, like you like it's like in tennis, you grunt to help. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. Ugh, got it. You know. Yep. Okay. Put more emphasis on it than I just did though. Like, ugh. You know, like really get yourself. I, up. I do like the. 
Oh, that, that kind yeah. Of... Don't trail off at the end, or that doesn't help you. You got to yeah. really go through it. You got to really power through. But we have position preview for you for you today. Going to preview the linebackers. Um, don't really know what to say about the linebackers. I feel like this is a group that could be good, but they haven't been what I think. They haven't. They've been, I guess, overrated the last few. Well, not overrated, because I guess people prediction would be that well. But I feel like it's a could be a talented group if that makes sense. Yeah. They um, aren't very deep though, which we'll talk about in just a second. Yeah, I think the the talent is there, but uh, it does need to be more consistent. Um, I feel like inside linebacker, we kind of have a good group that have played that has some experience. Mm. Um, whereas outside linebacker, you have Darrell uh, Taylor. After that, it looks like it could be all freshmen. Yeah. So. Definitely going to have to find some depth behind um, outside linebacker. There's a lot of unknowns with this group. Um, you know, Daniel Batuli is and Darrell Taylor are, are definitely the guys. They're the two seniors. They're the guys that's going to be the, the leaders of this group. And then after that, you know, Fall Camp is going to have to figure out who's behind them, um, where they're going to put these freshmen at, and last but not least, what's J.J. Peterson going to do? Yeah, uh, I mean he's he's he on should, campus. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of when I was doing the when I was doing like notes for it. That's kind of one of, one one of the thoughts I was having. I was like, I mean, is he is he part of the, is he part of the team? Is that real? I I don't trust it yet. Um, but I'm I'm kidding. He's he's on campus. I think. Have we actually like seen him though? Like, do we know that? I know we saw like there was somebody in his uniform, but we never saw his face, so it can't be confirmed. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like if you were trying to. Like if you're trying to confirm that kill, that wouldn't be well allowed. No, yeah, couldn't couldn't do that. Um, you gotta identify the body. I mean, but he's someone who should can and should make an impact this year, especially because I mean, he's that two guy, right? I mean, he's gonna be in that second group. I don't know. I I, I really don't know. Like, does he play inside where where he's been since he's been on campus? Is he more in shape where he can play outside like he was originally recruited for? Um, I don't know. I really – I feel like if he can live up to what he was supposed to be, maybe, but he sat out most of spring, so fall camp is going to be huge for him to even be in the, the two conversation, let alone yeah. a starter. I don't think he'll be a starter, but there's not a ton of talent. Like after the – I mean, I think I feel like our ones are some talent, and then there's some, some guys in the that two mix that is, but beyond that, you're not really looking at much. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if – I'm excited for Quaverius Crouch, though. Yeah. I mean, that dude's a monster. The pictures yeah, and, we saw of him are pretty terrifying. And I think he's him. just learning to play linebacker. Um, so that's probably going to put him back a little bit. But yeah. the athleticism is there. The the raw physicality is there. So we'll see where he is after fall camp. Um, but look for Crouch to probably be considered a starter probably by the middle of the season. And there, were, project, well, and there were some rumors that he could play a little bit running back. I think those all kind of happened before he got on campus. Yeah. Um, now that he's gone through a spring, haven't really heard much of that. Yeah, and I think with Jeremy Banks back there, it would be kind of like the same person. Right. And I feel like you put him where he's going to be most successful and where you need him the most. And I feel like linebacker is definitely where we need Linebacker is definitely where we need the help. I mean, Jeremy Banks moved a linebacker for a few games last year because there's just no depth there. Yeah. After your ones, and even your ones aren't 
you know, we we this year I think you're going to have a more solid one group. But mm-hmm. the past, it's not even been a really a complete one. Um, you, you you haven't been you've probably been sure of your starters mainly just because of what the guys behind them did, not so much what those starters did. Whereas I feel like this year, the starters may really they starters will probably win their place rather than the number two losing their place. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so I'm interested to see who earns that number two um, inside linebacker position beside Daniel Batuli. Is it going to be Will Ignant, who has flashed, um, you know, so, some good things, but really hasn't been consistent? He's kind of undersized. Yeah. Um, Shannon Reed, who had a great spring, um, somebody that was kind of underrated coming in. Is he able to? Which he's a smaller guy too. Are you know who's going to stand out of them too? Um, you know, there's Willick not had some off the field issues when he came on campus. So does that lead into anybody's mm-hmm. decision? I don't know. I don't know. I've got Willick not there. Um, if if we predicted a depth chart today, I would I would have Willick not there. Um, Shannon Reed, I definitely like him. I meant to mention him when I was talking about those kind of two guys. Um, that I am excited for because I think he's a guy that'll get plenty of playing time. Like he'll rotate in plenty. Um, don't know, and he may end up starter by the end of the uh, by the end of the uh, season. Um, or he may just stay in that rotational position, but I think yeah. he's definitely an impact guy. He is an impact guy. Um, and then uh, our old our transfer buddy Henry T. Yeah. What what kind of impact does he make this year? You know, he is just a freshman, but he was a highly touted um, yeah. recruit coming out. A lot of people after him. Um, a lot of big names after him. So, and, and I think you need a guy like that to make an impact because um, he'll be here for at least three years mm-hmm. and um, I think you look for him he may be a guy that's just uh, that steps onto onto campus and, and is a is a nat- has a natural go of it and yeah. and hopefully helps you a ton because like I said there's not a lot of depth there I'm not saying he has to start I, mean, I guess he doesn't have to do anything but I feel like you need him to make an impact this year because you need to build depth yeah I think him and Roman Harrison have a great opportunity to come in and, and play right away now starting probably not but you know behind Darrell Taylor there's not a for sure outside linebacker right there you know DeAndre Johnson might be um other than that there's no one who's played no see it's pretty wide open outside of right so outside of two guys it's it's pretty wide open. so him and Roman Harrison Roman Harrison was a camp find that Tennessee just fell in love with and um, he had a great senior year and, and just stayed with Tennessee. Um, he, he's a freak athlete. I think he squats over 500 pounds. So That's easy. Yeah. Exactly. What's that guy? <laughs> Which we heard this week that Elijah Simmons is the strongest player on the team. He better be. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. <laughs> so I just went and saw Lion King today. We talked about it earlier. He's, I think we, I think he needs a Warhog nickname. A warhog, warthog. Okay, like the, the Pumbaa. Yeah, you know the, I'm not, I'm not fat, kind of guy. Fluffy. And he he attack he attacks every you know, uh, Pumbaa attacks everybody at the end. So that's that's Elijah Simmons. Okay, I don't know him well. We haven't we don't know his personality, but I feel like we'll make it happen. I feel like Pumbaa could we'll make it work. Basketball. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no that it's Seth Rogen, in the new one. Yeah. I'm not a big Seth Rogen fan, but he did pretty good. Really? It was entertaining. I, I don't know. I just don't find his humor all that that like it's it's like it's funny because I'm stoned humor. I don't I'm not a big fan of that. See, Pineapple Pineapple Express, a lot of people love that movie. I'm not a big fan. 
Um, but him in like neighbors and stuff, like yeah. that's funny to me. I he's got funny. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a funny person. He's got good movies. But overall, like, I don't think he's like hilarious. I just I mean, I'll watch the movies he's in, but I'm not gonna like go out of my way to see a movie that he does or he's in or whatever. And a lot of the guys that he acts with too, I don't like their humor. I'm not super fond of. It, yeah, I mean, Zac Efron's humor is lame. Zac Efron's not good. Um, what are the brothers' names? I'm not a big fan of them. Um. If we aren't talking about it, I would have had it for you. Yeah. No problem. But here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, all, all the way to Seth Rogen from, uh, from linebackers. Elijah, <laughs> Elijah Simmons to yeah. Seth Rogen. It's not a wild leap when you consider how he got there. Yeah. It's not a wild leap. Um, but I, I feel like for this defense to be as good as it can be, they're going to need a pass rush uh, from Darrell Taylor, and they're going to need a consistent pass rush from the other defensive um and is what the other outside linebacker to come off the edge. Yeah, we, we've, we've got to have pressure this year. I mean, the biggest thing is can we contain the run? Can we make them throw the ball this year? Yeah, that's I true. I mean, that's a big thing. And you hope with – you've had some guys that have put on some size, put on some weight. Um, I mean, you hope you can at least kind of create chaos in there and, and have a chance at it. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Can you contain the run? Can you make the other team throw it? I mean, and then you got to look at the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they got to help you out a lot too. Limit the turnovers, which there was only a few, you know, one or two games where turnovers got out of hand. But I mean, don't give oh, if you if you give teams field position. I mean, yeah, they're going to get up big on you easily. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think if they can contain the run, uh, we talked about how this secondary has the ability to be a good secondary. I mean, they last year I guess they were technically statistics wise was a great secondary, but it didn't matter because they still got a ton of points scored on them. Yep. Because they never really had to defend the pass. Right. So. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously you can't really be a great secondary doing that, but, um, yeah, I, I think this secondary has the ability to be good, but what, what will the line, what will the front seven allow them to do? Yeah. Um, and I mean, if they get toasted after this front seven, stop the, stop the run or contain the run, then we'll get after them. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I I am curious to see what happens this year. I have faith in Jeremy Pruitt. I do. As far as defense goes, I'm not going to say it as a whole team. Um, I do think we're headed in the right direction as a whole team, but I have faith that he'll at least put together a good defense. And I think that's like, if you look at his body of work for his entire career, like that's all, like I don't, like I shouldn't have to defend that. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Why I think that. So, um, I, I think from just the linebackers that, you know, there's so much unknown on the defensive front mm-hmm. that they're going to have to play above and beyond. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I said it. I don't know if this group has that ability, but they've got to figure it out. Yeah, because I feel like you have, you have great talent in the secondary. Like you said, it was they weren't really tested a ton, right? Um, but it, you you thought the talent was there. The talent looked like it was it was on the field. Um, and then defensive line, you don't really know. And then linebackers, they have to play. They're going to have to make up for mistakes on defensive front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, because they, they'll be there, too. And I think, too, I mean, if you look at defensive scheme, like, now they've had a full year into it. I mean, I think everybody does, you know, point out that it's not an easy scheme to understand. Yeah. Um, it's not an you know. And uh, be, I think it was Daniel Batuli that said, no, nah, like, we've got it this year. Like, we're, we're, we're caught up. We There's not going to be a learning curve. So, that that's positive. And it does help that. Now, when you brought the young guys into the into the mix in the spring, the old guys, 
at least some of the old guys weren't playing catch up anymore. They were able to at least assist yeah. in that, and that's big. Whereas last year, everybody was learning the same thing at the same time, even mm-hmm. freshman to senior or juniors, yeah. I guess. Um, so that that is good that now there's not that huge learning curve there. It's still pretty complicated, but I'm sure a year in it, two springs in it now, you're feeling more comfortable about it. Yeah. So, so let's go ahead and predict. Um, let's predict the the four linebackers. Daryl Taylor. I think that one's obvious. Yeah, Daniel, well, Daryl Taylor and Daniel Batulli are yeah. the, the obvious ones. Mm-hmm. They're, they'll be on the starting lineup. If not, that, that'll be a weird selection to have taken to right. SEC media days. Um, and then that other middle linebacker I've got, uh, Will Ignott. Okay. Mm. I have I have Will Ignott, but I think Shannon Reed, if he has a good fall camp. He's right there. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and then the other one I have, the other outside linebacker I would have, uh, probably DeAndre Johnson. That's what as, I have. As of right now, I mean that could change. One, you know, one of these freshmen could come in. I Crouch even could come in and pass Will Ignaught and Shannon Reed. We, yeah, we just, we just don't know. Right. Um, yeah, I think Crouch is probably the only freshman that has that chance, and I think a lot of that has to do with his size. He's not going to have a ton of ground to make. You know, a few of these other guys, younger guys have some ground to make up because of their size, whereas. We've seen Quavarius Crouch was big coming into campus and then got larger. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think he's got a lay, you know, at least a slight lead on most freshmen. Mm-hmm. So. so, do you think JJ Peterson has a opportunity to play this year? Yeah. I mean, he he obviously has an opportunity. Do you think he takes advantage of that opportunity and actually plays this year? Um. Shoot. I. We just don't know anything about J.J. Peterson. The only thing we do know about him is he almost didn't make it to campus. I think it was – I don't know if it ever came out. It was assumed academic reasons. Yeah, he had right? to qualify, yes. So, I mean, you, it, you don't know. I don't I don't think you know with him. It's really tough to judge. Mm-hmm. And I think – I mean, I know for at least – I know I, I wanted it. I don't know so much of you, but we talked about it. We're like, we kind of need him to come in to campus. We know he you know, got there like halfway through fall camp or whatever it was, whatever day he finally arrived. And you're like – we still kind of need him to make an impact because you knew how athletic he was. He is, you know, he was on the bigger end of freshman. He wasn't huge, but, I mean, he yeah. was on the bigger end. And you're sitting here thinking, I mean, I was thinking, I, we still need him to somehow learn it all, somehow piece it together and make an impact for us because we needed that. We, we still need that depth. So I think you need him to. I don't know if he will. Yeah, I, I just think when when we saw him play his senior year of high school – and then when he got on campus, he looked totally different. Mm-hmm. Like, out of shape, different. Yeah. I mean, it definitely had to affect him not coming in when he thought he was going to come in. Um, and maybe that – maybe him being, like, out of shape and just not ready to go tells us all we need to know about him. Yep. Maybe he never will get it together and pass people up. And I mean, look at guys like Emmett Gooden. That's the first person I kind of think of when we're like – I mean, he just doesn't – it's obvious he's not doing something right in practice. He was very highly – thought of coming out of junior college mm-hmm. and he's played not a lot of snaps for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, look with, at, a, with a struggling defensive line, he should have played a lot more. That I mean, that's what I mean. I guess it goes to show though, what Jeremy Pruitt kind of said. I mean, if you aren't all there with this team, like you're not gonna be able to play for us. Like it's just that simple. Cause you got to assume JJ Peterson and, uh, Emma Gooden are two of the more talented guys on that, that, uh, defensive side of the ball mm-hmm. and why were they not playing you got to assume they just weren't practicing well and they they don't have a, gra- a full grasp on the defense yeah i think that's got to be your assumption 
I just I just hope that with JJ Peterson, football hasn't college football hasn't passed him up. I hope that one, you know, summer of, of not getting on campus right. doesn't ruin his whole career. But he did redshirt. He did play in four games last year, mostly on special teams. Um, so I mean, this is your do over season. Yeah, I agree. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I think getting an, you, you talked about hopefully college football hadn't passed him up. I think getting onto campus late definitely hurts you and affects you. But you know, you, you he definitely still has a chance to bounce back. Yeah. That chance is still there. I think this year is a. I'm not saying it's end all be all, but I think it's going to be a big sign of if it has or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's end all be all. I think he still has a chance to bounce back, even if this year in the year. But it definitely it gives you it'll give you more glimpse into that. So yep. Um, couple another thing that was announced this week. We'll, we'll go into SEC media rankings here in a minute for the teams. Another thing that was released was the preseason awards. Um, first team, second team, and third team. A lot of teams um, for the SEC by the media. Only one Vol made it. Yeah. As a second team returner. Oh, was it second? I thought it was third. It was second. I've written down right here. I just yeah. thought it was third. Yeah. Um, pretty insane, especially when you look at that guy who could be a first or second team re- receiver. And he only made it as a second team returner. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't really look too much into preseason awards because they no. don't mean anything. But it, it it makes me wonder because look at Darrell Taylor. He is the leading sack leader, leading returning sack leader in the SEC, and didn't make it on a team. No, and I mean, like, I mean, yeah. Bryce Thompson was a freshman All American last year, right. didn't make a single team. Patrick Sertain also was a freshman All American, and I think he's on second team. I don't know how they. I don't know how they do it. So I'm just like, yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, you look at guys like Darrell Taylor who could should be on it. You look at guys like Ty Chandler who could be on it. Marquez Callaway who could be on it. Daniel Batuli who could be on it. I mean, yeah. guys like that that just don't out of three teams they don't make it on there. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I get it. I mean, maybe stats have something to do with it, but our off season hires and especially the hype that the national media has given us, you would think we would get some more players on there. Yeah, no, that that's what I think surprised me the most is all the hype we're getting, and I guess the hype stops there. Yeah, I don't SEC know. media isn't – They're not buying into it? No. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, like you said, it's not that big a deal. It's just interesting because you mentioned how, you you know, uh, all Americans last year, Daryl Taylor, who's a sack leader, and we don't make it – he doesn't make it on there. Yep. It's just weird. Whatever. So we also had some players make some uh, award watch lists. Yeah, we had a uh, Ty Chandler um, got added to the Walker watch list, the Walker Award, um, and then Jared Garantano, the Maxwell Award, Dominic Wood Anderson, the John Mackey Award, Brandon Kennedy, the Remington Award, and then Daryl Taylor at the, the Ben and Eric, Bed and Eric Award. I think that's how you say it. No clue. I trust you. Benaric. Um yeah, I um pretty cool. I mean, it's just cool to get guys' names on that list. There's a ton of names on it, so I guess it doesn't matter that much either. Yeah. Um but I mean I mean you gotta think it's pretty interesting that Jared I mean, I guess he's a starting quarterback for an SEC team, so that helps get his name on there. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like obviously somebody believes in him because his stats weren't really that impressive to get his name on a watch list, I wouldn't think. Yeah. And he still he still does. Yep. So it's very weird how all that happens. I don't understand it. The national media likes us. The SEC media, 
No, I think the national media hypes us up just to tear us down later. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that's oh, my yeah, conspiracy. Oh, yeah, that's your conspiracy. Yeah. I've got conspiracies about this. So, oh. They know where the clickbait is. They know how to make money in this market. Throw a power T on it, and people are going to click on Millions of people are going to click on your article. Yeah. Because that's how we are. Millions is a stretch. But, but last year, I, I don't think we had that many people get on. No, I don't think so. I think everyone knew. I think everyone had accepted how terrible we were going to be last year. Yeah. I think the national media knew they couldn't trick us last year. Yep. This year, though, they're like, oh, it's year two. And I was talking to someone about this. It really sucks that we've gotten, like, our coaches that we've gotten have been, have said the right things that just fit us at that point. So, like, we get Kiffin after the, you know, Philip Fulmer thing. And I think a lot of people, Phil, they just got tired of the same old coach doing the same old thing. And he was just like a, wasn't controversial. He just went with the flow with everything. Like, very laid back kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin comes in. He's talking crap to Florida. He's carrying himself with swag. Like, he's the coach. Like, we kind of, in our heads, like, needed at that point. So, like, we bought all in. Like, we were all in. Yeah. Dooley was just a wreck. We're not going to talk about that. And then Butch comes in after Dooley. And you just want a coach that's like, like, you bought into all the tacky catchphrases. Because, like, oh, I mean, at least, you know, there's some buzz around the program oh, yeah. and some, graphics and videos yeah. yeah this is cool so you're yeah. buying you're buying into it because that's what we needed he leaves because he needed to and we're like we just need football like that's all we need is football and then you get jerry pruitt in here who doesn't even want to talk to the media because all he wants to do is football so like we're like all bought in again i'm like god dang it like this is not it's gonna then, happen again and then we it? hire that same old coach to watch over all our sports yeah no i mean <laughs> where he should be but yeah. I, I was i mean i was in what, like seventh, eighth grade at the time, and I was like, "This is stupid." Yeah, like I, I, I understood that. Um, but yeah, like you get Jerry Pruitt, who's just all football, and he's just they're convincing us of it again because we got a coach we needed at the right time. Yeah, it's gonna happen again. So, yeah, they're like it's sad. It's year sad. two, more <laughs> expectations, more disappointment. Yeah, there we go. So. <laughs> yep, but um, recruiting news. Yeah, recruiting news. So the last time we talked. Um, we got another recruit added to this 2020 class, and that's Darren Williamson. He's a three-star wide receiver out of uh, Brownsville, Tennessee, uh, Haywood High School. Um, a guy that Tennessee liked. He, he came and camped and got an offer. And I know Valquest was talking about this as well, how um, Tennessee did not want to get burnt like they did with Chris Russell, like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Where Chris Russell came in, he camped, didn't get an offer. Tennessee liked him, but they they just didn't jump on the opportunity. And so, when it came where Tennessee needed him and offered him, you know he went he chose Texas A&M because he was upset that Tennessee did not offer him while he was at camp. So I think this was again another learning experience for Jeremy Pruitt and the staff. You know if they like the kid, offer him. Right. I think that's why they're offering. 99% of the high school players in America. Might as well. Didn't we have last year, didn't we have the biggest like offer list? Like, Yeah, oh, we ago? still do. We still it's, do. It's still running. It's like um, United States debt. Or debt. It's uh, like constantly ticking. Yeah. Tennessee's offer list. Um, but I, I did watch him. He's 6'3", um, 190 pounds. Um, that's what he's listed as. He came to camp and just looked – so awkward doing stuff, but he's super athletic. He they said he just like bent over and ran a forty and ran a four five. 
didn't stretch or anything, just ran it. Yeah, just no no technique, nothing, just ran a four or five. So definitely gonna be raw talent. Um but hey, if you're able to to coach him up, shoot, you gotta get that down to right. hopefully a four four. You I think. can't I can't remember who I was talking to. It was one of our, I think it was one of my soccer players. They're like, I could run a, I could run a four three, four four. And I was like, then you need to go to a football camp and run it and they will offer you a full ride on the spot. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. Like I'm yeah. not Devin Young. Full ride on the spot because you're Cody, a, Cody, Cody Blank. Blank ran like a yeah. four three at Virginia Tech. Tennessee called and offered him. Yep. Yeah, Devin ran like I think a four four, maybe a four three. Offered him on the spot. Yep. I was like, if you can run that, you need to quit playing soccer. Yeah. Run, you don't have to play football. Just go run in a football game. Right. Yeah. You never have to play. No. Just get that full rod. Yep. Be a practice player. <laughs> I don't even know if you'd have to do that. <laughs> They're gonna save you for returns. So. Yeah. <laughs> You you get to go with the special teams and they'll just yep, kick exactly, the ball yeah, exactly <laughs> with Farmer Fran. Yeah, special teams go with Farmer Fran. Yep. Um, but some more recruiting news. Um, Tennessee basketball is in the top five for um, a twenty twenty power forward, and that's PJ Hall. Um, he's out of Roebuck, 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 South Carolina. Um. Tennessee really likes him. There, there's not a ton of um, guys in that 2020 class that Tennessee is big on, but P.J. Hall is one of them. Keon Johnson is another, and uh, Corey Walker, obviously, he is already committed. So those are kind of the three guys. You know, other guys reclassify. Um, we, we could sit, see some more names pop up. Um, but right now, those in the 2020 class, that looks like where Tennessee is headed. So we'll see kind of about him. Keon Johnson, I think, is scheduled to commit August 6th. And it looks like it's between Tennessee and Ohio State. And I don't think he's been back to Ohio State since his official visit there last, like, in February or something like that. So looks like Tennessee is, is headed in the right direction with Keon Johnson. And, and this is going to be a huge class. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if they get P.J. Hall, but Keon Johnson and Corey Walker – are kind of right on the line to be five-star, you know, four-star, five-star players. Um, so that's huge. So, um, and, and then baseball recruiting. Um, this class, it'll be Tony Vitello's second top ten class, back-to-back um, that he put together. Tennessee was fourth last year, um, and this year they are eighth um, with the addition to Drew Gilbert. Um Tony Vitello's highest-rated recruit so far. He um, asked um, to get out of his uh, letter of intent to Oregon State and is headed to Tennessee. He is a pitcher. I think he's out of Minnesota. I think he's the number one player in Minnesota. So okay. he was drafted in the 35th round. Um, just a good recruit that, that Tennessee baseball. It, you know, we, we've talked about Tennessee baseball in the fall and, and just – the guys that they're getting in here is is where SEC baseball is and where we need to be. Yeah, we've definitely taken a step towards being competitive. Yeah. In the in the SEC, hopefully that continues because since Tony Patel has arrived on campus, he's done a good job of that. Yeah. And then the next class looks to be a good one as well. They're currently ranked 18th in the 2021 class. They're currently ranked sixth. So it, it looks like those top 10 classes aren't going away anytime soon for Tennessee baseball. That would that would be nice to keep up. Yep, be real nice to keep up. Big time. That's why that's why you got paid. Yeah, exactly. You bring in the talent, you're going to get paid. 
Man, no, that's, that's Niedemeyer. No doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got. I mean, that. I don't know if he'll ever quit being an assistant. Would you? Would you quit? I mean, that's a cushy salary to go take on more responsibility for. I mean, I guess nowadays much more. Yeah. I mean, it depends on where you're playing. You're going to be a coordinator at. Yeah. If you're not, gonna, if you don't get a coordinator job at like in the SEC or maybe like Michigan, Ohio State, do you leave a cushy salary like that? Probably not. Because I mean, what other coordinators are going to pay much, much more than that? Yeah. I don't know. I I think Jeremy Pruitt is going to do anything in his power to keep. You got to keep guys. I mean, the the reason you went and paid for Cheney is because you you know he could get the job done. I don't know if he will, but he could. Like yeah. he has that ability. Right. That's why you pay for those guys. That's exactly why you pay for them. In but. Tennessee, they don't shy away. They'll throw money at anybody no. now. Yeah. We didn't used to. We used to keep our money. I guess Phil drove up to or drove to the pilot headquarters and started shaking extra change out of the Haslam's. Kissing babies and <laughs> kicking babies. He might have been kicking babies. I mean, I don't know. Phil's not kicking. He's kissing babies. <laughs> if anything. Um, we're going to go back to some SEC media days stuff real quick. We're going to look at the SEC media. Last last week, we ranked the SEC teams um, for the 2019 year. Now we're going to talk about how the SEC media ranked them. Tennessee getting a first-place vote in the East. No, to win it. Yeah, yeah. For, oh, to win the SEC? I thought it was to just win the, the SEC. Oh, wow. That's terrible. <laughs> I thought it was at least just the East. I mean, yeah, that, somebody that picked us to win the whole thing. Yeah, that's rough. Um, but... Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee getting that spot. So I was Wait, looking, so it wasn't you? It was me, actually. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you how I vote for the Who do you think it was? If you had to pick one person in the media that... Well, you, it couldn't have was? been what's-his-name that's now at Georgia. He would have... He's going to pick whatever team Butch Jones is on. What was that dude's name? Oh I know my exactly gosh. who you're talking about. What is that dude's name? How do I forget that? He was the worst. Um, Yeah. God, I don't know who it would have been. There's like no one that's just like gung ho about Tennessee. No. Like in that I would probably West Rucker. Does he get a voting? Does he get a vote? I don't know. Me might. <laughs> it might have been him. Um he's and if anybody asked, he'd be like, I mean, they're just good kids. Yeah. I mean, they can do anything they want because they're they're good kids. Yeah, they put their mind to, they're good kids. Tough kid. Tough kids. Uh, but I was looking at it like and they almost match up. I mean, I guess is this year in the SEC we talked about how some spots can flip, but is it overall going to be like a pretty straightforward year in the SEC? I don't know. Like a lot of the picks were the same. If you look at how we picked, look how the media all ranked together and picked, and then you look at just random people who put out stuff, like it's all pretty similar. That's why I'm like, I mean, how many upsets? Is it going to be a strange year? Is it going to be a pretty well, normal year? It's probably going to be strange. It is, I mean, no, you know it is. It's yeah. just funny to see all these right. these coming out. Yeah, the only one that I had different, I had Tennessee above South Carolina. I had Tennessee above South Carolina and Missouri above Florida. So those two were flopped. And then in the West, I just had Ole Miss and Arkansas flipped. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, but it seems like it's going to be a pretty, judging by all these uh, poll, or preseason polls that have been released, seems like it's going to be a normal year. If you've been watching college football or SEC football, you know, for any amount of years, you know it's that's not the case. Yeah. So I want. I think Georgia is going to be good, but I just I'm not confident they'll finish first. I'm not either because they don't have a lot of talent at receiver, and no. so I feel like you go back to kind of high school ball, where is if a quarterback can't throw the ball, if you don't have any playmakers to throw to, 
You better yeah. stack the box. I mean, look at what Missouri did last year. They had, you know, an NFL quarterback on their roster and Drew Locke. Terrible receivers. You know, pretty good run game, decent defense, but couldn't win ball. Got, you know, put themselves out of a lot of ball games because they didn't have receivers. Yep. And then you look at, you know, the flip side of that, look at Tennessee. A team with a good running back, not a good offensive line. Um, maybe a good quarterback, but good receivers. Couldn't really get the ball in their hands often. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just not confident. Georgia doesn't have like a overwhelmingly good roster. And then they just, you know, they did lose a, a good offensive coordinator. And that's never really good when your head coach is focused on the other side of the ball when you lose mm-hmm. that coordinator. So, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's questionable. The good thing for Georgia is who in the East, like, who do you put there to really contest them? Like, definitely contest them. Right. And, and that's why I still, still picked p- them. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think there's anybody right there. Now, if they were in the West, I would probably say LSU is ahead of them. Oh, I'd maybe even A&M. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. And that's that's why I think Alabama kind of, I wouldn't say runs away with yeah. the SEC championship, but I think it's well in hand. I, I will say this. I think both the East and the West in their own ways can be interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the, the East, when you look at it, I mean, there's a ton of teams that could win it this year just because I don't think there's a dominant team. Like, there's not there's not going to be a team that everyone's really, like, chasing. I think Georgia could lose it for themselves this year, um, whereas, like, last year, everyone was kind of playing catch-up to them. Yep. Um, but I think they could lose it for themselves this year. And then when you look at the West, I think there's three teams that are going to be fighting each other off the whole season. Yep. So, maybe four if Auburn turns it around. Maybe. No, I, I don't see it happening, but maybe four. Yeah, keep an eye on Georgia's receiving core. They're gonna be, they're gonna have to rely on some freshman receivers to come in, like George Pickens. Um, I forgot who else they had, but anyway, yeah, they're gonna be relying on some young players to to come in and and, and start. Yeah, because they lost everybody: Riley Ridley, yeah. Terry Godwin, um, and. Eli Wolf maybe start or Ethan Wolf maybe starting for him this year, right? Yeah, he might. Yeah, uh, Isaac Nata went to the NFL, so he could be. the I don't know the other tight ends on that roster. Nobody big, which is weird to me because they seem to like those bigger type tight ends as well. Yeah, so maybe he's like a maybe they use him more as a receiver because they don't have anybody else. (laughs) I don't know. Definitely be interesting. I, I I don't know the other tight ends on that roster, so I'm not sure where he could be or will be used. But I think it's worth noting that it's a you know, it's a grad transfer or did he just get eligible? It was a grad transfer, right? Ethan, Eli, Eli. Sorry, whatever younger uh, one it is. I don't I don't I think it was a grad transfer. Okay, I can't remember, but can't someone that's played at least a few. The, I mean, he was the starter for some of the year last year. Yeah. So. I don't know. Did they ever really? Did Dominic Wood Anderson ever technically get the start over him? I mean, Dominic Wood Anderson played more than him, but I think so because okay. Dominic Wood Anderson caught that touchdown. Well, I mean, he played more than him the whole year. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't know technically start, but that's what I was saying. In yeah. my book, yes, he right. But on Dominic the depth chart, it was always yeah, probably Eli. Yeah. So, um, moving into our segments, but before we do that. Landon's going to tell us about some more of our friends of the show. Absolutely. I'll tell you about our friends at SeatGeek. <clears throat> Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, 
and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks a great deal. Yellow dot, good deal. Red dot, not so good deal. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you guys waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Go use them. Go check them out. They're awesome. Yep. They're the only ticket provider I use. Only. The only one? Only one. Most important of the week. Most important. I am going to go with my baseball team. I'm sorry. But, Savannah Bananas? Yeah. Oh, that's that's my most important. Did you see that? I didn't. Oh, yeah, we're going to watch something. But, yeah, you go ahead and do yours. Aaron Boone. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aaron Boone. If you have a manager like Aaron Boone, you are going to be ten times the player you could be. Here's my question. What did he mean by our guys are effing savages in the box? That means if it's in the strike zone, they're going to hit it. They're swinging it? Yeah. He, so, just, he just yelled that like eight times at the ump. Yeah, and, and he he didn't like just go at the ump and was just like, you suck, you're terrible, like Jason Brown. Yeah. He was just like, our guys are savages. And he's like, that guy's a good pitcher. Yeah. And our it guys was, are savages <laughs> in the box. It was funny that he said that. Yeah. He's like, that dude's a good pitcher. Yeah. So... Yeah, props to Aaron Boone. I just love the whole sequence. Um, and Oh, what was the batter before him? <laughs> Brett Gardner just back the, the crap out of Trying to break the freaking... Uh, so that's what started, him striking out. Yeah, Brett, yeah. yeah. So, I just thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I feel like more managers should be like that. I don't know. I feel like there for a while... I don't know. There's some managers that lose their minds. Like that, that point, You can tell at some point in the, in the whole thing they have no idea what they're arguing about anymore yeah they're just yelling yeah so there's definitely middle ground I, I like that there was like he was mic'd up like that was yeah no that, that makes cool. it 10 times better yeah for sure um and, and the pitch was way outside yeah oh it was terrible <laughs> i was like what someone took a picture of it um judge had rolled his because he had a pitch go like below his knees so for his next at bat he had hiked his socks up even more so you can like see his knees Oh, really? Like, yeah, this is obviously going after the hump That's here. hilarious. Like, yeah, no, that that put, that pitch was terrible. Also, I want you to look at this because I like got I didn't even get in an argument with him about it, but I was like, they're they're talking about what gets more like what gets worse injuries like football, soccer, ba- baseball, basketball, that stuff. And someone said, someone posted a picture and like said that's y'all's injuries with this gif. You guys can't see it. Sorry, you can go look at my Twitter. Why is he swinging at that? It looks like it's coming from out high and outside too. I think it was more like a reaction to try to stop it from hitting him in the face. But does know. it not look like it's coming high, high, like from up high? Like why would you swing at that? I have no clue. <laughs> and then someone, she's like, "It's that's, called." That's she said, really old. She tweeted that's Stanton. Okay, she tweeted back and said, "It's called ball movement, sir." Okay, ball. <laughs> but like, duck out of the way and let it miss you like by fifteen feet. Yeah. Then, like, or, that's obviously an exaggeration. But I was like, no, you you shouldn't have swung at that. You opened up your fate, you would have hit you in the side of the head if you just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> Luke Voigt got hit in in the jaw yesterday. 
with a God. tooth. That would suck so bad. <laughs> I was like, Oof. my biggest fear would be getting hit in the face. Yeah. So we might have to, this is a minute and 45 second video, but so my most important is the Savannah Bananas. They have a kilt night, which I don't think they have any Scottish. We'll watch the whole video in a minute, but they did the William Wallace like freedom speech. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, it is great, and a lot of people are like hating on him. I was like, someone said just play baseball, and I wanted to tweet back and be like, they're a minor league baseball team. Yeah. Minor league baseball teams don't just play baseball. It's all about promotions. It's they all gotta about put promotions. people in the seats. Yeah, I mean, freaking Smokies have a Jimmy Buffett night. What does that have to do with the Smokies? Yeah, why do you think they're called Savannah Bananas? <laughs> exactly. If they were just like the Savannah, um, anything else. <laughs> They're the woodchucks. Called, they're like, called the bananas. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I, all about. It's all about promotions. Yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't put anybody in the stands if it no. weren't for that. Yeah. No, I. I just just like. I mean, that's awesome. That's creative, and the guys are having fun. I feel like that's what minor league baseball is like. A lot about you got to have fun. Yeah. Like if you didn't enjoy it, there's no way you could do it. Because I mean, you have some like. Diehard Smokey fans, but people just go to enjoy like the experience. Yeah, they don't really go to watch baseball. Yeah, like they don't have a favorite player because right. they're gonna have a new roster probably in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got a fail of the week? Um, I think I have another. Do you have another? I don't have another most important. I do not. I thought I had a fail. I'm to find it. Um. I do have a fail. And it's Matt Daniel at Vols Picks. <laughs> he tried to, I guess he photoshopped and tried to make the Go Vols 247. Oh, did he, you think he made it? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. So he made it seem like Aubrey Solomon, his uh, eligibility was immediate, but mm. it's not. If you actually go on the side, right. it's, it's pending. Well, someone tweeted back at him, like somebody from 247 tweeted yeah. back at him. Yeah, I think it was Ryan Callahan. Okay. It was just like, this is not true because it has the website on the picture. I'm just like, dude. It, say that again? Is, oh, yeah. No, he definitely tried. Whoever photoshopped it, whether it was him or not, definitely tried really hard. Yeah. And it was not. Yeah. No, it was bad. I mean, I don't understand why you do that. Are you doing that for clout? Like, because. You know, Tennessee does their research on right. on everything. So, they're going to know you're lying. Yeah, I think someone like the first reply back was like, yeah, this isn't true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a fail. I don't know. This might have been my stupidity. I can honestly cannot remember. This week has been run together. Um, Andy Katz did a top 25 uh, players in the backcourt. And I'm calling it a fail because I believe my boy Lamonte Turner. Lamonte tweeted back at it. Um, LOL. I'm sure there was a ton of freshmen on there, too, which that makes, that doesn't make any sense. sense. Yeah. I will say, number one is Cassius Winston, which makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna believe my boy Lamonte here. And uh, so I, he went on the top 25 list, so I'm going to believe in him. And okay. I'm going to call Andy Katz on a fail for that, and Lamonte is going to prove him wrong. Lamonte is going to be a top 10 player, Ooh. backcourt player. Hot take. Hot take. I believe in him. Okay. Let's do it, Lamonte. You heard it here first. I like it. Dude, if he could just play with that, I'm going to drain a uh, game-winning dagger. Ice. Like, play like that all the time. 
I don't know how you could, but that'd be awesome. Um, He's spe- a Casey Clawson. Yeah. Speaking of uh, baseball pitches, have you seen – did you see that? I think it was a Tampa Bay Rays pitcher. The pitch that he threw? It was nasty. Dude, that- I've never seen anything like that. It looks like a – you know those balls that are like made to like curve real hard? Yeah, like the wiffle balls. Yeah, they're not wiffle balls, though. Yeah, but it's – Because like, you it's can throw sim- them hard. Yeah, similar. Yeah. yeah. The ball flight's similar. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And he, he releases it at the very top. Yeah. So it's not like it's coming. So it comes like straight and then it just curves off it's to the right. Very strange. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Kind of, like, yeah. That pitch has to be like, it's obviously incredibly hard. But if it wasn't, think about him just like, think about if he could do it easy, nobody would ever hit his pitch. No. And then you just have to hope he is throwing that all the time because otherwise, like, if you were like, oh, he's, you know, that's going to be outside the strike zone every time. And then he threw something similar but didn't yeah. turn that much, you wouldn't touch his pitch ever. No. And if it's a pitch like that, you're not touching it. No, no, no. But, I mean, and you can maybe try to not swing and hope it gets outside the zone. <laughs> Unless like you that's... throw your bat and just <laughs> somehow it touches it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was insane. I watched that video last night. I think it was last night. Maybe Friday night. Like 75 times in all. Yeah. So. Very nice. That's Very all nice. I got. That's all I got, too. Fails. That is, yeah, that's all my fails. Guys, thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. Tomorrow, look, be looking on our Twitter, at more underscore issues. Be looking on our Instagram, more important issues 16. Be looking on if you're Facebook. We got Facebook for you. Don't worry. Yeah, we got everything. Keep an eye out, though. We'll be bringing you guys some awesome news regarding how we're going to cover Tennessee sports, not just this football season. We will be doing it this football season, but not just this football season. Also during basketball, baseball, till the end of time. Heck yeah. So. A lot of things changing, a lot of exciting things changing. Can't wait. Super excited, and we're bringing the boat in, and we out.